0: Welcome to Asray Pod. This week, the Garden State Film Festival will be celebrating its 20th anniversary right here in Asbury Park, with in person viewings beginning Wednesday, March 23rd and running through the 27th, with online viewings available as well for those who cannot make it to the in person events. Today, we welcome festival co founder Diane Raver and festival executive director Lauren Konkar Sheehy to the podcast and talk about the history of the festival, how it started, and how it lasted 20 years. Welcome, Diane and Lauren.
1: The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the deputy mayor of the city of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body.
0: Their interviews always hit the mark, so subscribe
2: to Asbury Park, I mean pod. Be informed,
0: don't be in the dark. Everybody listen to Asbury Park, I mean pod. Everything you need to know. Brought
1: to
2: you by Amy and Joe. If you're local, they're the pod for you. But Bennies are welcome and Shoebies too. From Route 35 to Convention Hall, Berry Pod covers it all. As Berry Pod, I love you. I love you.
1: It is. March 20th, uh, Women's History Month, which is why uh, this month is going to be all women, which we're very excited about. And um, welcome to AP Pod, everybody, and welcome Garden State Film Festival. Yay! Yay! Yay. Thank you. So I'm going to ask Diane and Lauren just to do a little introduction on yourselves. All
2: right, take Diane. it away, Queen. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm Diane Raver. I'm the founder of the Garden State Film Festival. We're about to celebrate 20 years in Asbury Park, New Jersey. We're thrilled to be here. And um, my background is I was the first woman president of a TV commercial production company in New York City. And then it was time for our um, three children to start grammar school and because my husband had four children when I married him and they two in college at all times, we decided it would be a better life if we came back to the Jersey Shore where I was from to raise them, you know, in a public school system with, you know, bicycles and fresh air and all of those wonderful things. And when I got home to my beautiful Jersey Shore, my cultural mecca growing up was Asbury Park, New Jersey and all of the wonderful movie theaters and cultural events. And when when I arrived to Asbury Park area, my cultural mecca didn't look so cultural at the time.
1: And, and what year was this, Diane? Uh,
2: well, I started the festival in 2002, oh, so. yeah, 2002, right? 2002 I think. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, there were people like Terry, Terry Thomas, who had started the Black Box and um, other people. Um, mark the theater company my brain is dead anyway um i didn't know theater i didn't know anything i only knew film and i said i know we need a film festival and it jumped out of my mouth and took on a life of its own and here we are 20 years later um thrilled to be presenting a wonderful array of independent films And again, uh, I will say I often say that we're on the front line of freedom of speech, of expression and all those things that we hold so dear. And uh, to all of those who have attended and especially the volunteers over the 20 years, what a wonderful what a wonderful gift to me to give me this purpose in life. So thank you all for your support.
1: And we're gonna to bump to Lauren. I'm gonna say one thing, Diane. I think it's Mark Fleming, right? Mark yes. Fleming did no. the theater. Yeah, yeah. He, he was Sorry, the I had to bring. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I there was a. You know, I think Mark came before me, but I'm 2000, maybe 2001, and um, and and Mark was the um the theater show in town for uh, for many, many, many years.
2: Well, so he shout was, out to No, Mark. he wasn't. He wasn't the Algonquin before he came to the Paramount. I followed him to the Paramount, so.
0: Ah. we all came
2: to as he and i came the same you know oh he's 2002
1: too we should have maybe
2: maybe maybe a few months earlier but but not long Hmm. so Mm. he actually lived in so i live on third
1: and pine he lived uh uh, he lived he was not when i lived here but he lived at the house across the street from me on pine in the early 2000s yeah. yeah i digress i'm sorry lauren
3: Okay. Hello, I am Lauren Konkar Sheehy, and the Garden State Film Festival is a labor of love. I drank the Kool-Aid 20 years ago. I work at Brookdale Community College at the television uh, studio, and so it was a natural fit. My previous um, manager, the late Roger Conant, said, Diane, I'm giving you Lauren. And so it was just a, a wonderful, it's been a wonderful journey i worked for an all-female production company when i was a teenager while i was a student assistant at brookdale for the communications media department then as soon as i graduated i started working in film i worked at bloomberg in the city and i did so much um live concerts with handheld cameras and stuff like that and i was usually the only female on all of those productions but it is uh it's been a great time being under diane's wing and just seeing this wonderful festival evolve into what it's been and it's great and we have brookdale students um who are volunteers and they get real world experience through the gordon state film festival as well as the networking opportunities
1: and how long have you been involved
3: gosh all each year all 20 years i remember glenn close i remember you know so many fantastic wonderful moments you know bruce would always come and um you know they'd go to the wonder bar and sing afterwards and it was just great memories and this is the 20th
1: year it is big big deal and also diane this was this is the majority of the time have been in asbury but a couple of detours along the way
2: well yes we had a little hiatus in atlantic city that's a Story I care not to get into. (laughs) (laughs) They were great. Listen, if it wasn't for Atlantic City, uh, some of our core staff people would never have found us. And so we were meant to go to to bring the cosmos closer together. And it also is, you know, we're local to Asbury Park, but we're also global. And, you know, the the reach we have in the state is 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 due to the the amount of outreach we do all over the state. But those some of our key people, um Kristen, who's our director of operations, she sadly had coffee with me in Atlantic City and has been with us ever since. So. <laughs> it was worth the trip. Yeah, yeah. It
3: was great. We were actually too large for Atlantic City, if you can believe that also. yeah, We wanted to come home regardless, but yeah. it's just a different feeling. Even the board members and the, the attendees, that we're experiencing Atlantic city when they're in Asbury, they're like, it makes so much sense here. They can feel it.
0: Well, you know, I, Diana, you, Diana, you, you mentioned this earlier. My first question is going to be why start a film festival is sort of tangentially started, but, but it seems to me an insane thing to do. Right. Oh, it absolutely the, was. Right? <laughs> it's a bit of madness. 20
2: right? years. You, you need a crazy person. You uh-huh. know, there's, we fall, I mean, not for nothing, but we've all been around long enough to see many nonprofits, worthy, wonderful nonprofits who can't be sustainable. But in the beginning, uh, the Monmouth County Arts Council and the um, Black Box and the Garden State Film Festival hired the foremost um, arts district consultant in the country to come and do the cultural plan for Asbury Park. And during that process, we did a lot of um, focus groups with all people to all demographics. And and what comes to mind to me is at that time, there was a huge disparity between what was on the west side of the railroad tracks and what was on the east side of the railroad tracks. And they they said that this is all wonderful but these people come and 3 years they're gone and it occurred to me that sustainability was so important that i made a pledge to the universe that if it would bring me what i needed when i needed it i would be i would come hell or high water present you know make this a sustainable event and with Lauren's help thank god for young people you know they throw hurricanes <laughs> at us they throw pandemics at us and we've been able to not only survive, but um, really go to the head of the class with what happened during the pandemic. But I'm sure we'll get into that. My main goal was everywhere I went, coming home after living in New York for 20 years, I'd bump into somebody in the business. I bumped into, of course, Robert Pastorelli in the secret food town. I bumped into Roy Farfell, one of the foremost stuntmen in in the business. He lived on a layer road like Couple of miles from me, and I'd bump into this Oh, Greg Califano, who knew me my first day in the commercial production business, lived around the corner. And I thought we have nowhere to meet once a year and to to give each other work, which is basically, you know, you know, I had moved my whole business south. So, and and it did. So many deals are made. There's so much um, ability to launch the next generation of filmmaker. But more than that. It's a place for networking that is, you know, invaluable in any business. But, you know, the film business is who, you know, let's face it.
1: And Diane and Lauren, was the vision always to was it always to kind of spread out and have films in multiple places? Was it, you know, take it, you know, I don't know that people understand how big it is. Right. They kind of, you know, they go to the main event or they go. But I mean, you have films and have, you know all over town right you know, the entire weekend so Again, that, was that always the vision
2: yes that was always a commitment i'll, I'll shut up in a minute lauren that was always okay our commitment to all demographics to create no barriers for either financially you'll notice our ticket ticket prices are much lower than many other groups that come through town as well as um, our ada um situation which from the beginning, I noticed that wheelchair-bound people often um, had to come with a helper, and I uh, immediately gave them free access and the helper. Sometimes that was the only thing they got to all year. I mean, we're a we're a we're a community-based organization, and we take our responsibilities to provide access very very. Um, uh, Seriously. Seriously, thank you. We're thrilled. We always have
3: um, subtitled film blocks for our hearing impaired friends, and this year our Friday night I closed caption the film so that there's titles. It's from Ireland, but even still, I'm like, what are they saying sometimes? What? Yeah. Um, so oh, we're me
1: too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. if you have the tiniest of accents, I have to put on closed caption. Yeah.
3: Or I asked my husband, what did they just say? And even he said, oh, this is very thick. So that's closed caption, which is great. So that there's subtitles. So you can you know, follow along in case you need them. But they're speaking in English. But that is just so important. We are 12 days this year. So everybody else still in the world is postponing and canceling. And accidentally, we expanded and we're 12 days. So that is absolutely thrilling. And even with in 2020... We were the first ones in the whole world to execute, not postpone or cancel. And
2: Amy, Amy, we were with you. Yeah, we were with you on the 11th of March when we get, oh, the show will go on, the show will go on. And by the next morning, we were toast. And these kids in less than two weeks built a secure platform and flipped everything so that we were the first in the world to not only present but to um, fulfill our obligations to our sponsors and to our fans and to our filmmakers. And that's all Lauren. And- if,
0: you're, if you're interested in that process, Lauren has a great video um, on the garden state film festival, YouTube site about the process of flipping a, an in-person uh, um, festival into an online event on short notice. You built your own um, delivery uh, platform. Pardon me. Our cat, my cat's decided he wants to I be like part cats. of it. He- <laughs> He wants to be part of this. He's got pressing questions. So, um, and so the, I mean, it's really the amount of work to do that was pretty staggering. And it impressed it, everyone was watching, right? I think you had mentioned Tribeca called. say, like, wait a minute. How did you do that?
3: Yeah.
2: Right?
3: Yes. And they have money. They have like yeah. we, we mad have money. We have we, nothing. Yeah. We have us. Jersey, We don't have money. <laughs> but that's why it's a true labor of love. And to answer your question, yes, we all year round, people don't realize We are mobile year-round, and we present what's called Best of the Fest, where we have different screenings for educational purposes, military, general audience. And so we do take the show on the road, and we've even done it out of state. Um, So yes, normally people hop on a plane and come over to Asbury Park, which is great because we bring people to Asbury down the shore during a time where you know tourism is kind of very quiet and so to continue with the vitality of the city to grow on that it's been really outstanding to be in diane's shadow of her just creating this it's 20 years and i to me even i hear us saying it out loud but then i, I think believe it and then like all of the pictures in my head of all the years go by and um it's outstanding, but and once a month, Diane Raver is on the largest military radio show called Frontlines of Freedom. And you know, Oprah has a book club, but Diane Raver has a film club, yeah. and it's really wonderful to be able to bring that to the world. And again, we really are trying with our young filmmakers to bring the 21st century vocations to all of them through Brookdale and through the Garden State Film Festival. And it's a no-brainer. It just it brings us great joy to see. Even like Rick Cook, who's a Brookdale alumni, but also a Garden State Film Festival alumni, we keep in touch with them and their success stories are our success stories. And it just feels so wonderful each year. You know, we're always reminiscing like, oh, this person and that person. But it's so nice.
1: Everybody's got their pets on the um, I mean, our listeners can't see it, (laughs) but. Can I, so I just want, I want to spend a minute or two on the pandemic. Joe and I kept, you know, we started doing this podcast with Ming. I mean, he always did it, but, but during the pandemic, when we, when we went online, um, Ming's been, Ming's been running the show here, but so March of 2020, right? Everybody's like, oh, we'll shut down for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, two years later was, you know, were, were you guys following what was happening? Were you, you know, we talked to Catsbury. And remember, Joe, and they had a this is going to sound strange, but they had a ringworm outbreak. So they weren't even and they had to shut down for like six weeks because of this ringworm outbreak. So they weren't following anything going on anywhere because they were trying to like not, you know, get all of their cats while it opened back up. And then the pandemic ended, and they ended up being closed for some time. But just take us through the beginning of the pandemic a little bit and then maybe how Lauren kind of flipped it to uh, right. to get a virtual yeah.
2: We strategically watched it very carefully, but we thought, me, I thought that we were going to get in under the wire and then it was going to hit New Jersey, that that we were just far enough away from what was happening in New York City and North Jersey that it wouldn't spread quite so quickly, which is why we came to the city council meeting on the 11th of March. I said the show will go on the show will and go like on. two days later i think one, the day, the night, like, oh, one day, day we had, we had our the last hot meal oh, no. And everything shut down so yeah
1: you know why i tell this story all the time that my wife and i went to jimmy's restaurant and what you know nobody was you know it was like the it was like it didn't exist and yeah. i we were like if we don't shut it down people are not people are not going to take any sort of precautions and you know, obviously we want to you know save the people of Esbury at least as much as we can. So right. um that that was that that was John. I was out to dinner. John's daughter was like in Washington state working and telling him it's really bad. It's really bad. And so the combination of that and and the rest of the council, we just thought, shut it the fuck <sighs> up.
3: Yeah. Right, And then, so I was speaking daily with different health organizations in the county and New Jersey and also the BNA. And it was just, um, you know, of course it was on our mind. I secretly was also a pharmacist technician when I was a teenager and I'm heavily involved in different medical aspects. So it was a no brainer, but I think really because of my production background and before there was Zoom, we would always use Skype. So the Garden State Film Festival, we were always, I guess, mobile or the Jetsons. We were already the Jetsons to begin with. So I didn't even think twice about it. I um, contacted our director of technology, Sage Deval and FNS Digital. And without even blinking an eye, I think I may have secretly not told Diane because I didn't want to scare her at that point. And then we were just like, no, we're ready to go. We have everything. We have all the files. We have everything. And yeah. and yeah. Um, when Thank Shaquille O'Neal, when Shaquille O'Neal wants to make sure that his film is secure, I mean, you have to do everything possible to make right. sure like nothing is going to
2: be missed. And um, right. That be- was a big, big thing is that it had to be a secure platform or. And I think only two. Well, films and were- I don't
1: even know. What do you guys what, I'm not even sure what, when you say it, you had to. F- because it was an original showing, or what does that mean?
2: The Russian steel film films. Okay. The Chinese steel films. And then they cannot make this up. Okay. okay. Do we have to
0: edit no, that out?
1: Or- <laughs> no,
0: I don't know. That- but- no, that's true.
2: <laughs> that's it's not true. opinion, it's fact. Okay. Yeah. True. So so, you know, when you show it at a festival, it's live. That's one thing. But to put it on a platform like you couldn't put it on YouTube because it would be stolen yeah. immediately. So we oh, had to create a like a triple, triple secure. Yeah. Completely monitored platform to do this. And only two films said, no, you can't. We I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, two
1: films said, no, you can't finish that thought, Diane. They said, no, we won't let you air it because we're worried about it. Virtually.
2: Yeah. Even though we assured them that it was secure, they no. there were two that said. No, they just didn't want to do it virtually because at that
3: time they didn't grasp that virtual was still going to be a festival kind of experience. So they didn't want it to premiere virtually globally.
2: Right. Oh, that yeah. They didn't know okay. it was going to be two years later. Right. Right. Year, yeah.
3: you know? And then that's the norm. Yeah. And they, so they kind of missed out of having their premiere, but you know, it was yeah. a gamble.
2: But basically but, we were first, we were the first in the world to do that. Realm. And, um, and the next year, as you know, we were the first hybrid in the world and we went right to the head of the class with, you know, very little funding, but Excellent, wonderful, fabulous crew staff. And again, this is this is this is very important to us. So there's no manicures
3: over here. There's, you know, everything is by our hands.
2: (laughs) Yeah, And 24 hours a day, you know, that they didn't sleep for two weeks or something when that was going on. Oh, so we. You know, everyone.
3: It was just so funny. I'm just laughing so hard. You know, we had to quarantine individually to make sure when we came together to present this that everyone was OK. So it was, we, it was like a giant sleepover. It was wonderful. And this is 2020. 2020, yeah, yeah. It was a huge sleepover.
2: I stayed really. home and answered the, the phones of the, the people that were complaining. and And those little worker bees were happy in the hive. And when you night say night people night. were complaining,
1: Diane, because you weren't moving on with the sh- with the festival, no.
2: it was because they were my age. And <laughs> Lauren's going to laugh. I didn't notice to, to hit the sideways triangle to start the streaming. I mean, there were silly things that they had to explain to me that general public. Be- at that time, you realize now we all do it. We all have been, but at that time, most general public didn't know to. I I can't get it to go. I can't. Get- well, they weren't hitting the play button. Yeah,
3: I know. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's just universal to us. We didn't even think of that.
2: Yeah. I And then I was complaining and then they explained it to me. So then I took the calls because I figured I'm the lowest denominator of, of least tech person on this planet.
3: So. No. And we it was like a 911 center. We had online chat. So we were helping everybody between the phone calls, the messages and Making sure, oh, we have to change the video for the instructions and send the video out to explain to them how they can get on because this was new, you know. Now everyone we made, made it up,
2: yeah, so, didn't exist before. You
0: know, as you're talking about this, as you know, the scope of the film festival gets larger as we as we as I think about it. You know, I was looking at your website. You have the whole arts curriculum outreach that goes on the military outreach. So this is really a 365 day a year film festival. There's, there's two weeks where you can see it in person or online, but the rest of it, you your your team is working on this all the time, all the right? time. Because uh, I think I read that you had a, you get about eighteen hundred submissions a year. How long does it take your staff to and you and you commit to watching them to give the the producers and the directors their due? How long does it take for you all to review that many submissions?
2: Well, there's a crazy person
0: I've <laughs> <We>, uh, <for, laughs>
2: watched every from day one watched. I mean, maybe I missed a couple, but mostly every single entry for 20 years because I'm addicted to them or I would never be sitting here this long. But we have um, a
3: committee. So our submissions open and we change the date of the submission. So we open May or before it was June and we close November. So that's months long of the whole jury. So now that it's virtual or, you know, online, everyone can watch no matter where they are. So it's not just committee people that live in new jersey we're global with that too which is fantastic so everyone can watch it and there's a whole rating system and everything so it's really important that we have that and we have those months because some people don't understand why is it closed they always want to submit something after we close the deadline but there's so much on the back end process with all of the files and the schedule i always um, say it's like in homeland you know when she had the yarn on the wall, it's it gets to be like that when we make this crazy Excel sheet into this wonderful schedule. And this year we have over 193 movies from 16 or 17 different countries, and that's low. We usually have more than that. Um, we usually have like 250. So we have over 60 events in just a few days. Can I
1: just piggyback on what Joe said and what you're saying? So, so. When so people have from June to November to submit to you in some sort of form, and has it has, did that change during the pandemic or it's always been? They've okay, so all for twenty years you send your board and Diane looks at every one of these films. There's a there's like some sort of um, uniform rating sheet. I, I'm just I find that yeah, process so, really interesting. So just take us through the, the process beginning. of how you pick a film.
2: Okay, so let's start at the beginning when the when the film entries came in the mail, VHS tapes. Yeah, and we all popped a VHS tape, and then I'd watch it first. Then I'd put it in a bag, and I'd give it to um, Bob Materangelo. and then he would take the bag and either bring it back to my oh, house yeah. and leave it on my porch, and then I'd take it over to Bill Burns from Brookdale, and then we all got around my my table, and we. Said this one's terrible. This one's wonderful. And we created a schedule. Then it went to DVDs. And then I still had to ferry them around and try and get them back from people who weren't so good at looking at them. Somewhere along. Wait,
1: Diane. Related to that. So when you say, so when you're when you're going through this movie, what are you looking for? I guess is really what I'm asking. When you say it's terrible or it's good or it's mediocre. First of all,
2: for our festival, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, and there has to be some wonderful. Uh, reason why an audience would want to watch it. I mean, it can't just be gobbledygook because that's how we've built an audience all these years, and they expect to have a certain quality. I mean, and then, you know, Lauren with her technical a certain quality of film that we present, it can't just be gobbledygook. So um like know, if it's out of sync, I let them know it's out
1: of Lauren sync. And- let us,
3: yeah. Well, we can't because that's a torture. Can't. Yeah. You so, have.
1: Do, so do you have like a form letter where you politely well, say this is crap yes. and we can't air it?
3: No, we say that. <laughs> but there's also other reasons. So, Diane, if you will be Vanna White and hold up that wonderful schedule again, there's also other reasons where we can't fit. You know, we did 300 hmm. movies when we had four virtual um theaters also right so we were live in person and virtual at the same time so we were able to play more movies so now that we're in person not only but there is consideration to think of we don't have the paramount you know and how many films you can really fit in different venues at the same time so it's not just if they're awful but um there's consideration when it comes down to the wire of seeing which film is going to make it and be in it and which one isn't or the timing you can't make a three-hour feature or whatever it is like i don't know why these people think they're going to get accepted but um and then there's some features that really note to people
1: submitting yeah through three (laughs) hours
3: (laughs) Jesus, and uh you know there's features that really should be a short but they i guess they think i made a feature so um there's so many different things to consider But the most important thing is our whole jury watches every single film. Most of the other ones we won't mention, Diane. Um, They don't watch them. And it's more maybe like who you know at at specific other festivals, which we feel sad about. Yeah, I was very upset when I found that out. We like to watch them. Also, I mean, you have to watch them to know who's going to be in it and, you know, and what's going on. which ones go
2: together. As you know, we've always presented in blocks of films. You go, you sit down, you're enriched by not only your cousin or brother's film, but you get to really be enveloped with really wonderful films in a, in a little block. It's just so. And then the Q&A afterwards, it's magic. Yeah.
3: And we make that magic happen and we're psychotic afterwards. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> And have there been years where um, you thought, like, did you have favorite years for films that you thought it was really out of the ballpark and then years where you thought it was like, yeah.
2: Well, that's the funny part about the story. When I started this thing, I wonder if I'll get any good films. Oh, my God. I i mean, every year I said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I'll watch one of the films and I'll say, oh, people have to see this. Sometimes it's about the information we present that you can't get anywhere else. I mean, there's one in, you know, like there was one about an alternative way to treat cancer that mm-hmm. saved someone I know's life. There was the one about Lyme that also saved someone I know's life. I mean, this is important information you can't get anywhere else. And so how are we going to stop? It's too late. Yeah. Each year we're like,
3: okay, it's a good reminder of we have to continue forward and why this is so important. Because as you can imagine, it's very hectic going through and scheduling everything and then. It's nice when we're stopped in our tracks, like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Like, we have to share this with the community.
0: You go out of your way on your website to point out that you're interested in movies from aspiring and new novice and aspiring filmmakers, which is not always the case in some festivals. Like, you know. And I love that you have, um, I think it's at Ocean Grove in the, um, the theater there. The, just high school students, right?
2: Yes. yeah, they've, they've always been a big part of what we do. I want to just tell you a story. The first year was it? It was the first year. The high school student who won um, for music video, named Mike Lycision, won an Emmy last year. Well, I've been his film mom since he was, you know, (laughs) 16 years old, and he got an Emmy last year. And he's—I mean, how how proud how proud to be just a little bit part of someone's success? What a great gift.
0: Just a side note about that, that theater in Ocean Grove is one of my favorite spaces, and I wish it was used more. Uh, I used to practice yoga there, and I would hear all the, the high school musicals and things going on. And uh, it's just a fabulous space that's sort of invisible to most of the area. So, that I'm, you know, the, I'm glad that you bring people to that particular event because the architecture is interesting. It's really a really fascinating uh, piece, uh, place. The other question I had with that is... Um, What is the most successful submission that you've had over the 20 years, like a film or something that started at your festival that went out? Either the film itself got um, got recognition after it left the festival or the person who submitted it became went on to bigger and better things afterwards.
2: That's hard. All of the above. I mean, I remember when the the Norman Corwin story, um, A Note of Triumph, it played us, and two weeks later, it won an Academy Award. That's I can think of that one. I mean, um, so many. I mean, our little, our little Joe Colicelli, who it was the first one. I used to load in and load out with big containers, plastic containers, all by myself for the first five years. I mean, because everybody would show up day of, but the loading in and the loading out, it was bye see ya, you know. So. He's the first one who lifted. He wouldn't let me lift a container. He's now the production manager for. He was the talk. He was dancing with the stars. And what is it now? Was it the show? Oh, it's the Price is right. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and he he was a young boy who wanted to meet people. I introduced him to Doug LeClaire and other people. And, you know, he's he's made a successful career. That's something important to say. Often, people who are not in the business will tell their children, oh, don't do that. You'll never make a living. This is a very lucrative business. And I mean, again, my husband and I launched my stepdaughter, Kim Raver, who hasn't stopped working since the day she had her first piece of film that I produced and he directed on Ocean Avenue in Spring Lake. She's a, she's still on Grey's Anatomy at this moment, but um it's a very lucrative business. And with Netflix coming and so much going on in the state, thanks to our wonderful film commission, that is not the thing to tell someone. You can make it. You got to be able to dust yeah. yourself off and, and pick yourself up and keep on going. And it, it's not for the weak of heart, but it's a very lucrative business.
3: It is, and we have distributors that come to the festival. They come in person. They want to see everything. We also have um, distribution panels so that the filmmakers can learn what should I do to try to get my film distributed. Besides, and having who's a really coming really this film. year? That's important, Lauren. I I think I'm not allowed to say.
0: Oh, SAG-AFTRA. Right. I'll say yeah. that one.
3: Yeah. yeah, SAG-AFTRA is coming can't say some of them, Um, but we have a panel um, for SAG about, you know, it's a lot of contracts and paperwork. And if you screw up any of that paperwork, your whole budget could be ruined. So it's really important. And we're so happy to present a SAG-AFTRA panel live in person. It is Sunday, March 27th in the Berkeley um, Oval Room. We're thrilled. And
1: so I, did you, yeah, I'm not sure. So I had an interesting childhood, and so I spent a lot of times in movie theaters and watching movies and escaping into movies. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, I really haven't gone back to the. You know, I would see a couple movies a month, just um, you know, hit a theater on my way home from work to to catch a movie. Is that is like, do, I, I guess for you, Diane, does this come from this like like I have a deep love for for movies now, not so much since the pandemic, but. Prior to the pandemic, just uh, my mother and I spent years upon years upon years going to movie theaters and, and watching movies. And we drive hours to go see a movie if there was a movie we wanted to oh, see.
2: Oh, I love that. Well, of course, the Algonquin Theater in Manisquin was my movie house when I was a child. But when it was a big movie, um, we came to Asbury Park to either the Mayfair or the Paramount to see mm-hmm. You know, My Fair Lady, uh, Sound of Music, all of those I saw in Asbury Park. The Walter Reed chain was very important at the Jersey Shore at that time. And of course, that was, you know, thrilling to to get a night out like that. And then, you know, later you want to go on a date or something. That's what you did. Yeah.
3: I, I watch Turner Classic every night with my grandmother and my husband has it on every night also. Yeah. Yeah. It's just part of us. I used to go to the Amboy movie uh, cinema sometimes. So did I. So yeah. I went to a place called Strathmore Movies. Yeah. Oh is, my oh, god. A
1: beer. Uh, I know it's weird. Also, oh well, it's oh it's a beer place by my across the street neighbor growing up, which is interesting. His name's Scott Novak. He opened it. But I used to go to Strathmore movies or, you know, the the Amboy Multiplex used to have like 10 or 15 movies. So my Mm -hmm. mother and I would go into one at like 11 and then sneak into two or three more throughout
3: the day. Um, That's awesome.
0: I spent a a good amount of my adolescence in that theater as well. It's sinking into the swamp now, but it's. uh, Yeah.
3: Yeah. I
1: will also say something else a little bit pathetic about me. Whenever I live places, when there were video stores, I used to have to join multiple video stores because I would go every night to a video store and feel like a, you know, feel a little pathetic that I went to the video store every night. So I joined multiple video stores. So in Jersey city, I was part of three different video stores in the Greenville section of Jersey city. So the same thing oh didn't God. see me twice.
0: <laughs> I think yeah. before before Turner Classic it was like channel 13 is where I would catch yeah like yeah like movies with the capital M right or or alternatively like channel 5 and 11 had like the Saturday afternoon matinees with like uh, Planet of the Apes and Godzilla and so there's a whole range of things that used to be on TV that are not anymore of uh, not free right um, mm-hmm. so uh, which re- I had a question written down that I wasn't sure I was going to get to, but since you we talked about going to theaters, what was the first movie you remember going to theater to see?
2: As a kid. Oh, that's easy. Ben-Hur. Oh, wow. The Ten Commandments. Ben-Hur. That's what they took me to see at the Algonquin Theater in Manusquan. And then I remember My Fair Lady at the Mayfair, which mm. was such a beautiful theater, and Sound of Music at the Paramount. Wow, that's amazing. But I'm old. so. Do you
1: remember your first movie, Lauren?
3: I don't. I remember more the Teenage Years movies and... Just going to the, it was a whole experience, you know, getting out and going, but I don't really remember. I'll have to think about that one.
1: And always trying to like sneak into R-rated movies. So we would go buy a ticket for like the PG-13 movie and then sneak into um, the R-rated movie. Anyway, we all have, um, I don't know, such a fondness <laughs> and sweetness to um, movies and movie theaters. Yeah. Um, Over the years, you've had like a lot of stars um, come down for especially opening night. Tell us a little bit about that. Any anyone that was fabulous or or not fabulous. But I know it's a it's a great event and love meeting, um, love meeting the people coming down and, and letting them kind of explore Asbury Park.
2: Well, that's been the greatest gift is I mean, let's rattle them off. We've had Glenn Close the second year. We had, well, of course, Bobby Pastorelli opened it. We had Glenn Close. We've had Gand- We had Gandolfini the fifth year. We had um, Christopher Lloyd. You know, oh, Bruce Christopher so Black Christopher Graham
1: Lloyd. Fan. I went. I met because I don't know if you know this, but John Moore was like a big Christopher Lloyd fan. So, and you know, he de- he doesn't go out that much, but he went out to 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 meet that guy.
2: Yeah, he that was, was awesome. great. He was really wonderful. Very kind guy very kind and generous and oh, so humble, and humble. So, so yeah. Humble. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We presented him with his award. It was like the first award, you know, the way he was so appreciative of it. It seemed like it was the first thing he was ever given. It was just, yeah, it was like, just unbelievable love. It
2: was really, he was so, I can't explain it. it of yeah. All the ones we've ever given out over the years, he was the, and of course probably the most talented in the the most accolades and yet he was the most humble of them all. And that seems to kind of happen. You know, the, the, the bigger they are, they, they seem to be a little more grateful for the universe to have bestowed these things on them. Um, we have Diane Ladd is on our honorary board. Armand right.
3: DeSante. Maybe
2: birth. Yeah. Yes.
3: Laura Dern was outstanding. And of
2: course, the late Ed Asner. Oh, well, Ed was boyfriend. Yeah. Ed at five five or six festivals he was with us. <laughs> so so Ed was Ed was a big supporter. And um who are we forgetting? Is Ed, from,
0: is, that, a, is Ed from Jersey?
2: No. no. He's from Kansas of all places. He loves Jersey. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> interesting. And can and tell us a little bit about the cranberry, uh Cranford. Just describe that I, I know you talked a little bit about it at the council meeting, but just you know, give people an idea of, of um you know coordinating with Cranford.
3: Cranford, I can't even explain how amazing Doreen Say is who owns the Cranford Theater. So we instead of going to other larger named, you know, big box kind of theaters, we felt it was really important to go to someone who's similar to us and who it's women owned and she just like works her tail off and it was such a great fit. So we're happy to be there again. We have two nights. So we start off Wednesday, March 23rd at the Cranford theater in Cranford, New Jersey with amazing films. And then we're back there Saturday, um, March 26th. That is the date seven to nine is the times for both showings, a really amazing film. So what we have playing on Saturday, we have William Baldwin, Nina Servari along with some others in fourth grade and um, Grace uh, Graceland has Anna camp from pitch perfect and some other ones. It's really great. We do on our YouTube, we have a separate little trailer so that you can see what's going to screen at Cranford. Um, And the films are playing in Asbury park too, but we know from doing our year round outreach that we have so many audience members that maybe don't want to drive late at night or something. So we want to be accessible to everyone and, able to be a little further north in new jersey than asbury park
2: also cranford thank you doreen will allow us to become um uh, academy award qualified as a festival you have to screen in a traditional movie theater with that plays first or second run films unfortunately since walter reed left asbury park we don't have any of those so this is really going to be good for all all of us, this relationship. So that's and really-
1: and what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to 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 describe what it is again? Is it accredited?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes, by the the Academy of uh, Motion Picture Sciences, we will be able to, in other words, to 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 be qualified as a festival that that's and entries that are submissions are eligible for an Academy Award, they have to go through a festival that's been accredited. And that will give us the opportunity to be able to uh, meet the criteria. It's a springboard
3: for our filmmakers. And we've been trying to do this, you know, for many years. But as you know, it's Diane, myself and Kristen and a couple other people. And it's it was just one more thing. know to fill out paperwork for and to do all these other things so we're really happy that the committee and our board is helping to put this forward because it's huge that means that if you joe if you submit a film or short or an animation um it is you know academy qualifying
1: can i ask another just curious question i know i'm cutting joe off but i'll make this one quick are you seeing like are people doing films about the pandemic? Are you seeing an increase in like darker pandemic y films or no? We
2: I'm just saw curious. Some. Were they <laughs> were they wonderful? We shared one. One was so great. good. I forget who was. One was, was good, it. but sometimes people are stuck oh. at home and think, oh, I'm gonna make a film and there's no beginning, middle, and Kim end. Kim
3: Wayne's was in it. Kim yes. Waynes. Yes. Yeah, that was so good.
2: Yeah.
1: So she's gonna come even, the her. comedian the yeah, the, uh, comedian yeah sister. No, i follow yeah. her she's
3: great she's yeah great. yeah it was really good and you know we were watching it like what sometimes we read the synopsis before watching it and sometimes i don't want to as we're watching the movies for the submissions sometimes i like to be surprised so you're watching it and you're like what's going on what yeah. no no yeah that was a really good one but a yeah. lot of people tried it
2: Yeah, because they were home. They had their phone, you know, like that. But um, now I forgot what I was going to say.
3: Oh, uh, dark. Well, what Diane was going to say, because I can read her mind, is independent film usually is a little bit darker and um, not all the time. We love, please, everybody, if you're listening, make some comedies, make some fun things. Entertainment.
1: Yeah.
2: that Entertainment. Yeah, because there yeah, and is... I,
1: especially since the pandemic, like I find like I want I'll, I'll go much more towards comedy um, than, than <laughs> God forbid watching a film or, about a pandemic that I that, you know, I just lived
3: <laughs> through, too. <laughs> yeah. But
1: right. I, I don't know what it was like because I was there.
3: Yeah, it's um, like oh, that was yesterday. I don't need to watch that over today. I was gonna
2: say oh, yes. I thought maybe during the pandemic we would get less submissions that we oh, yes. weren't making, but we had just as many this year as we've had previously. That was surprising. And how many submissions do you get approximately? Oh gosh, over 1800, sometimes. 1,800, something like that.
3: It's a that's lot what of, I said,
2: I start watching the minute it opens. Otherwise, I can't keep up with it. Like you have to put toothpicks in your eyes to so you keep them open <laughs> and have
3: to go through them. But that's why we have a wonderful jury. Yeah, you know, we have a great watcher. jury now.
2: Yep.
1: And well, you do guys, you ever oh I'm sorry, Joe. I'm I have like, okay. I'm sorry. The last question I promised. That's good. Go do do you ever have do you ever are you ever like, oh my God, this film is near being good and give feedback or no? You just say yes or no, you're in or out.
2: It's hard to do that because people will argue with you. I mean, (laughs) in in the early years, there were several. I mean, some of them yell at you. They used to tell me they were going to kill me. They're going to kill my cat. Because you you said
1: no to their film.
2: Yes. I mean, it was really bad. So we stopped publishing the judges information, you know, because of that. It was it was there was a security problem.
3: Hate mail is real. And at first. Oh, I, I get I was fine. on the
2: parking committee. Oh, you I got know, yeah. to kill me all the time. Yeah. That was yeah. the worst committee on the
0: planet.
2: <laughs> it upset me. I'll tell you, I'm you know, I'm a human. I'm a person in here. It upset me greatly. And, um, you know, we just got where, you know, we we give a we're not going to give you feedback. In the early years, I used to. Some listened and made their thing. One little girl came to me and said, would you help me? I told her what was wrong. I told her how to fix it. And she won all around the world after that. No, yeah. but she wasn't mean and call up and say she was going to kill me. She was nice to me. So I helped her often. It's not funny, but, but it's but, true. I mean,
3: who would think? Why would you, you know, who would do that? But,
0: but, but one, one aspect of the of your website indicates that you, for people who ask, you are a resource for film.
2: Yes, right? yes, but, we are. Yeah. Yeah, and we do films for for people that need them. Lauren has, you know, that we have a production arm. We've made, I uh, made, a, we made a commercial for a school. We've done a lot of things as a as a film resource. So,
3: yeah, and we've also helped Diane inspire the Cayman Islands to have their one of their film festivals, and we're also a resource if they need to rent equipment or where to go to. Right. So um, we just, but we forget to kind of talk about it because we just get stuck in doing it all the time. So we have to remember, oh, yeah, we have to tell people we do this because we just do it. And
1: you, you guys have to give a shout out to your um, your handles. So March 23rd through April 3rd. And do you want to mention a couple of your key sponsors and your handles? And then you're going to have to name your favorite movie and then you guys are done.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Well, Brookdale Community College, definitely. Uh, we have New Jersey
2: National. John Ben Snow Memorial Trust, uh, Plangiers Family Trust um Tom Hayes is great Tom, from um, Tom New Jersey Natural Gas. He's always Tom, been such a
1: pleasure. We Tom should Hayes have him on the show. Been
2: with us twenty years and never. Tom fallen. is
1: such a good guy. I'm putting him on my list to reach out to because he is like such a like just a lovely person
3: through and through. Like Solid. a real, real person, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. We have um, New Jersey, uh, NJ PBS, New Jersey State Council of the Arts. Yep. Uh, New Jersey Tourism Visit NJ. Sigmund in service to humanity. They're doing COVID tests for um, shoots for productions. Cause that's a whole thing too. I'm a COVID yep. compliance officer and we had to consider all of that. McCumber, McCumber and Louver, Greenleaf and a whole bunch more. We just can't thank you guys enough. New Jersey transit, a shared universe. What was <laughs> ah!
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. The city of Asbury park. And really we um, continue to move forward because of everyone who supports us. And we cannot thank you Enough because Amy, as you were saying, the arts is so important, especially during the pandemic in 2020, we presented when you couldn't even go outside to breathe air or go to a park, especially in the other countries. So the fact that we were able to go from New Jersey into these different countries globally at a time where the depression rate, it was just starting to get really bad. Now we know the attempted suicides and teenagers and stuff got significantly worse, but we really were a light in people's homes at a time. I have goosebumps. It it was like really important to us, but it's arts education. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to go watch a movie with, you know, so-and-so, or, um, it's really important. So thank you so much for acknowledging that and, um, for helping. And Lauren favorite movie. Oh my gosh. There's so many redemption of a rogue. I think it's the Friday night, but, um, we have really great shorts. I really like laughing a lot. And, um, there's any movies that can help us. Oh, and the ADHD conductor. It's a conductor who has ADHD and you go through the whole diagnosis. Well, shiny, objects. shiny objects. Shiny objects. Shiny you're,
2: yeah. objects. You're asking for a favorite movie this year. I know, sorry, we can't. American, ra- f- favorite American movie this Olympics. year or in general?
1: Can you do it both? So favorite movie this yeah. year and then in general.
3: The oh. Wednesdays was great. The Irish movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. We have so many. It's hard. It's really hard. Are you
3: going to name one, Diane?
2: Okay. Well, of course, Redemption of a Rogue is wonderful. I really liked the one this year about, uh, oh, Ellie Tahari is coming. I was, you know, a young Mm -hmm. sweet thing in New York. We all had Ellie Tahari suits. He's coming in person Saturday to the Garden Film Festival for his documentary, Not to be Missed. Um, The one about the NASDAQ, everybody should see that one. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, You'll be surprised, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just so many good ones, and of course, I've seen all of them. Uh, just uh, Quinn, as far as a big movie, a big, I *Arabia* would be my favorite film, of all-time all time. movie ever. Okay, all right, yeah. Lauren, favorite all-time hey. movie ever.
0: Amy, you asked oh, this question. Since we started the podcast, you've asked this question and no it, it stumps everybody. Every time so it stumps we, Just stop asking the question. Yeah, it's hard.
3: <laughs> I'm I like Goonies and stuff like that. Like I'm I like liked the Goonies. 80s Goonies was and, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I I don't know why, but uh Joe, Jennifer and I at Brookdale, we quote Pee Wee Herman a lot. I don't really know what's going on, but um at Brookdale, it it just uh it feels good when we're like can't <laughs> even do it when it's funny. But yeah, we have I don't know. I like um, French films. I like the different shot composition. I am the worst if something is, if there's an error, I just, you can't go back in time is what I tell the students. You have to have pre-production is key. You have to be ready to execute it properly and then have everything. But if there's something out of sync, like I said, I kind of fix it. If we accept it, I fix it. I let them know. And then because we can't play it if it's not
0: correct.
1: Oh, uh, ladies. Thank you so much. Uh, what's the, what's the garden? State Actually, Amy, I, to- I have oh. one
0: thing before they leave. So if, sure. uh, you guys run on volunteers. I assume you don't have enough and you, there is a place to, on your website, right? GFF.org. If you're interested in volunteering, click on that. Yes. And see you get Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And we have a whole separate software just for managing the um, volunteers. Thank you for your w. support. Thank you. you
1: got it. Thank yes. you, ladies. Thank you.